Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Shaking and Crying for today, January 22nd, 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Arya Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me trying to chug as much wine as possible before we record. Lovely. We got to episode number two. We didn't get canceled after the first one. That's always the that's always the risk. The pilot is always the hardest one to get over. Except I think. We, we did a, an unaired pilot as well. We'll release that with the Patreon thing later on. Okay. <laughs> Victoria already thinking about making money. Um, hey, make that money. I, I spent way too much money yesterday, so I need to make up for that. What did so. you do? Did you go? Did you do retail retail therapy yesterday? What happened? Um, so I went, um, I, you know, I, I've talked about this last week. I'm a, I am a cosplayer. Um, so I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle in March. Um, oh shit, and, I love Seattle. Yeah. I'm jealous. Huh? I love Seattle. I'm jealous. I haven't been to Seattle since I was a little kid. My grandpa lives in Aberdeen. So the last time I was there, I was probably like six or seven. Um, so I'm going to that. Well, um, I'm also making uh, Elphaba from Wicked. So if you don't know what her costume looks like, because you're not a total musical theater dork like me, it's basically all ruffles and like patchwork on her bodice. And so it's a million different kinds of fabric. So I had to go downtown to the Fabric by the Pound place where you can uh, purchase, you know, bolts and bolts and bolts of fabric for really cheap and it's high quality stuff. Um, and they charge you for the pound by the pound instead of by the yard, which is economical when you're doing a giant dress like me. And I bought about 50 pounds of fabric yesterday. 50 pounds. What the hell kind of dress are you making? It's a lot. I know. And then as I was making my, as I was digging through all the bins, cause it basically looks like a, it's like, Imagine how you would feel how you feel going like thrift store shopping or shopping at Ross where you just have to go and look for their stuff. It's like that, but with fabric. And you're gonna have so, to you're gonna have to wear fifty pounds hanging off your waist during the whole Not necessarily, con? no, because it's gonna I'm gonna cut it all up. So it's just like it's just oh. the heavier stuff, like the knits and stuff that weighed it down. Um but I yeah, I bought fifty pounds of fabric. Um I can't. Uh, I was folding it in the living room last night when my roommate came home, and she just opened the door and looked at me, and I was like, "I don't want to talk about this. We're not talking about this. We're just gonna. You're just gonna ignore the fact that I'm folding a million pounds of fabric right now. I think it ended up ended up being something like eight bags of fabric that I that I walked out of that store with today, yesterday. I bought all this fabric so that when I bury the bodies, it can be pretty and fashionable. Well, that and the 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 the, the fabric soaks up blood. That's that's true. I never thought about it that way, but clearly you have. Oh yes, it's yes. I know. I, it's it's. We'll get to that later. How much does fifty pounds of fabric cost? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> was it three digits? It has to be at least two bucks a pound. Was it? It it, it was three digits. Yes. Was it four digits? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm not that. I'm not that crazy. No, it was. It's it's three dollars a pound. Um. Whew. Yeah, but I got about 60 or 70 yards of fabric. That's okay. Yeah, and I know. So, like, you put it into that perspective. Yeah, the weight and everything. But I got about 60 or 70 yards of fabric and all different kinds. So I got a bunch of lace and I got, like, some really pretty knits and all these things. 
I'm sure we'll post pictures on our brand new Instagram that I just started yesterday. So if you are one of my friends uh, and you got a follow by shaking and crying, that's me for our show. So our new Instagram is at shaking and crying on Instagram. So yes, follow us, follow us, follow us. And I'm you follow us and find some dank ass memes. Look at you, social media queen. I know. You got the Twitter. I got the Instagram. We got it handled. Yeah. And our Twitter, of course, is shaking, crying. Unfortunately, shaking and crying was too long. So it's shaking, crying. Yeah. And Instagram doesn't give a shit. So we're moving on up, girl. Within this last, you know, few days since episode one, which, by the way, these episodes aren't supposed to come out this fast. It's just that episode one got delayed due to reasons and flu and sick and plague and things. So uh, usually these shows are going to be done, uh, hopefully, Mondays. Uh, to be released on Tuesdays because I know Victoria is dying to tell you at the end of every episode, see you next Tuesday. Why did you blow that for me? I'm so- I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll still be I a surprise it. at the end. No, it won't because it's going to air and now I'm sad. <laughs> Don't be sad. I'm going to go do more real t- retail therapy and blow another $150 on fabric. And this time it's going to be to bury me. Exactly. I hope But not. at least I'll go- But I promise I'll bury you in sequins. No. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. Only if it's those sequins, because like I'm obsessed. Dot com. The mermaid sequins. You oh, what? Which what? The mermaid sequins. Yes. The ones that you like, you can rub them. Yeah. Yeah, they flip. I got I got some of those for my costume. Okay, yeah, that is the only type of sequins that I will accept. Which, by the way, uh, a friend bought me. I think it was Jamie. She bought me a full on mermaid tail that I can wear around the house. That has oh the mermaid snuggies. Yeah, it's a mermaid snuggie. That's exactly what it is. That's awesome. It is, although it's kind of it's a little bit awkward because you can't really walk in it. How does your cat feel about that? Um, I think I, he tried to kind of tear it up a little bit. You know, last episode we didn't get to talk about the animals at all. I was we didn't, and I'm very sad for us. I was thinking about that as I was listening back. It's like we never introduced the the animals. Okay, so so my husband and I have a kitty, and his name is Mister Smush. Um, he is the cutest god. He's the best goddamn cat. He's the best cat. He he really is. Even though he can also be a terror. Uh, when when I I got together with my husband uh, eight years ago now, it's been a long time. He already had two cats at the time, and unfortunately, nature did what nature does, and the cats have since passed away. Um, our last one, Sanrio, she passed last October. She was seventeen years old, so she you know she had a great life. Um, but you know, we knew pretty quickly we wanted to get another cat, you know, to, to fill that, you know, void that we, we had cause we're total cat people. Uh, mm-hmm. and so it just worked out like a friend of a friend had a cat that for some reason, some s- people abandoned in this apartment complex. I don't know why you would abandon this pet that clearly somebody paid a lot of money for cause he's an exotic short hair. So he's not, you know, your typical type of cat that you would just find hanging out at, you know, the SPCA and I'm a big fan of rescue cats and we always agree we're only going to rescue cats but it turned out that in this case there was a exotic short hair that needed rescuing and i always wanted a little smushy face cat and it all worked out so he's a little wilford brimley cat i keep waiting for him to sell me diabetes testing supplies diabetes yeah that's totally that's my name's wilford brimley i have diabetes (laughs) (laughs) no i don't i don't think in those commercials he says he has diabetes he's saying if you have diabetes call and get a free monitor I think they. I think he does have the diabetes. I don't know. Did he? Di- did he die? I think so. He's one of those celebrities that I'm always like. I know this sounds like really cruel. I know it sounds really cruel, but he's one of those celebrities I'm always impressed is like still alive. One of the. Uh, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts uh, last week, and they were talking about Bob Barker, 
and they're like, yeah, Bob Barker died. I'm like, no, he did not. No, he didn't. Don't you put that evil on the world. I know that. He did not die. No, Bob Barker did not die last podcast on the left. Get your shit together. I hope you wrote um, an angry email. I was, I was like, I actually had to Google it because I was like, no, Bob Barker didn't die. Like, speaking of Bob Barker. Which, um, by the way, wait, real quick. I real quick. Am, wait, real right. quick. Before the angry emails come in. Wilford Brimley, breaking news, is still alive, 83 years old. We apologize, Wilford Brimley. Please continue selling us diabetes supplies. Yes. Continue. Um, but speaking, actually, speaking of Wilford Brimley and uh, uh, Bob Barker, um, I have uh, I have two dogs. I am a dog person. I have two precious pit bulls named Sophie and Jasper. Um, unfortunately for me, they live in the Bay Area with my ex fiance. Um, because when we broke up, uh, Jasper's technically my dog. Sophie's technically his dog, but we had so Jasper since he was a puppy and I didn't think it was right to separate the two of them. And I didn't want to take them from a big three bedroom house in the suburbs on a golf course to a small two bedroom apartment in San Francisco. So that didn't seem fair. And sometimes you have to put the needs of the children above your own and so yeah this I is what a lot of people this is what a lot of people do with their babies so dogs I are mean, no different you know i i had to i had to make that really hard decision but the good news is that my ex and i um still have a really good friendship that's good and i still have a key to the house oh good so i can just go i i told him when i went up there the last time i was in, in the bay i was like yo i'm coming over I'm coming to see the kids. Like, it's just, it's super chill. And like when I lived in San Francisco, if he would go off, you know, he would be like, Hey, you want to come watch the dogs? So it's cool. Like I have that really, I am very fortunate to have that kind of relationship. Um, after our, our romantic relationship has ended. Um, but we got, uh, we got Jasper and Sophie were both rescues. We got Sophie from a no kill shelter near, uh, near the house. And then Jasper came from a vet that my ex knows. Uh, he, she rescued him and the mom and dad and the rest of the litter of puppies from this guy who was like starving them and leaving them in a crate for hours at a time and all these things. It's terrible. I don't understand people who abuse animals like that. It drives me. I, I don't understand it. Um, but now he's a, he's a happy fat doggy with people who love him and all of the puppies were adopted and rescued and they're all loved. And we get to see, he gets to see his brother every once in a while because, uh, my ex knows the people who adopted Jasper's brother. So they get to go have play dates and stuff. It's really cute. So it's interesting. Have- it's interesting to me that you're a dog person and I'm a cat person. Like we're different like that. And actually I, I don't want to say I'm anti-dog. I'm not, but you know this. You're afraid I, of dogs. I've told you, but yeah, I have a, I, I don't talk about this a lot, but I have a fear of dogs. Um, and it's, it, it, doesn't that sound so silly to talk about? Like I have a fear of dogs. We're like, not most- necessarily because I know people who have been bit before and then like, you know, yeah, that, that's it's, what, a trauma, it's a traumatic thing. To, to put it in perspective, that's what happened to me. When I was five years old, I got, I was riding my bike around the neighborhood and I got bit by a neighborhood dog. And I remember my parent or my mom was freaking out. And she was like, you know, cause she was afraid I was going to get rabies or something. And she probably heard about on the nightly news. So, you know, it was just this well, back whole... in the forties. That was a real, uh, that was a real threat. Shut up, shut up right now. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it was traumatic. That whole experience that I went through there. And ever since then, like when big dogs approach me, like that dog did when I was young, I get like anxiety. Like it's just a thing I've always dealt with. I, I've gotten a lot 
better with it. But there's so many people out there. I got to tell you, there's so many people out there. It's like, oh, but you'll like my dog. Oh, my dog's different. I'm sure Victoria did this too. Oh, oh, but my dogs are different. It's like, no. No, I put my dogs on a leash when you came to my house because I knew you were afraid. You were very well behaved. No, you always kept those dogs, you know, in check for me. And I really do appreciate it. I like to think it's gotten a little bit better, and there actually are some dogs I do really like. Like, I like corgis a lot. Like, if I were to get a dog, yes. I'd get a corgi. But obviously, there's a big difference between a corgi and, you know, a big dog, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a really good thing about um, about my dog, Sophie. Like, she recognizes when people are afraid or hesitant. Like, she's dumber than a freaking sack of bricks. That dog got outsmarted by a moth, Okay. <laughs> Like, seriously, she got outsmarted by a moth. Um, that dog tried to catch a french fry with her toy still in her mouth. She's she's not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. But she recognizes when people are afraid of her or are hesitant around dogs. And she backs off. And, like, she's normally a big spaz and, like, runs around like an idiot and tries to jump and love on people. But she recognizes when people are afraid and kind of, like, tones it down. So, it's, it's I mean, that's kind of cool thing about animals is, like, they have that intuition um yeah the, and they can they the, can definitely like understand when when people are not you know into what they're selling i guess the last time i had a panic attack caused by a dog was probably about five years ago when i was in a i was in the parking lot of the apartment complex i was at at the time and this dog like came out of nowhere like running up to me like ruff, 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 you know as so i was oh, trying to put something in the trunk of my car and i mm-hmm. like freaked out i ran into the apartment i closed the door and just you know had a oh, honey. had a moment of zen it was it was tough but it's and it's so weird because it's, it's not the type of thing you can tell a lot of people like yeah i ran away afraid from a dog today most people, <laughs> most people think you're weird but and me i'm like i got to pet a dog today <laughs> exactly i like dogs more than i like people that's, i hate people that's honestly fair it's honestly fair and i've just always been a cat person growing up we always had cats in the family and we, always, we always had dogs so i guess it's just you know Going on, my my very first cat, by the way, was named Madeline, and I named my cat Madeline when I was eight years old because my favorite movie at the time was Clue, and it really still is. My favorite movie all these years later is still Clue, and uh, Madeline Kahn, rest in peace. Uh, She Mm -hmm. was, you know, the queen. She's the cinematic queen of my youth. Um, So, uh, yeah, and by the way, before we get into the news for tonight, let me just say in late breaking news, it has been brought to my attention that there is a article circulating around there that Ryan Reynolds has signed some type of movie deal, which obviously, you know, people are all up on him right now because the Deadpool movies did very well. You know, he's a he's a very charismatic guy, right? Well, apparently yes. part of this movie deal is he's going to be involved with some type of clue. Now, everybody's calling it a remake. Everybody's saying it's a clue remake. And every time I see an article on this, I see a picture of Madeline Kahn and Tim Curry and all the legends from the 1985 version of Clue, which, by the way, if you've never seen 1985 Clue, you need to pause this show momentarily and go find yourself a copy and laugh and Agreed. enjoy it. Because it's like, it's like one of the best movies. I, acting it out Rocky Horror style that we did a few years ago is like going to be one of the highlights of my life. I got to play Colonel Mustard, so it was cool. Um, anyway, where was I? High tangents. Oh, yes. So the Clue remake, I don't think it's going to be a remake of the old movie. I think it's just going to be, oh, here's another thing with Professor Plum and a candlestick and stuff. Like, they'll, they'll be the – because it's all based on a game anyway. Yeah. 
but I don't see them trying to emulate the old movie. The old movie's going to It'll stand probably on its own. be in the same like in the same universe but not the same storyline. And a, a lot of people forget like the year before they did the movie, there was a VCR game. And so that had a remember I, I, you you probably weren't alive for I this. wasn't alive yet. <sighs> there was a, a brief period of time where like VCR games were like the thing. Okay. Is that like was it supposed to be like Atari kind of thing? Uh no, it was like you know how like you can get like DVDs of like seen it, I guess would be like oh, the yeah. biggest thing that came out later. Okay, so but they were on tapes, so you couldn't really jump around to different chapters. But like the way the clue VCR game was is that you would watch a scene of these, you know, act- none of them were famous. There was a documentary they did on it actually. It was all a bunch of like theater people from uh, New Jersey or somewhere back in New England. So they were all uh, acting out these roles, and you would have to like remember things, and you'd play the game, and the game would be like questions about what happened in the scene. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of neat. I don't know. But that was like the two years that VCR games were cool before Nintendo came out. Basically, Nintendo killed all that. Yeah, because it's Nintendo. Nintendo, duh. Exactly. It wasn't. It was Mario Brothers. It was different. Anyway. Hell yeah. <sighs> so we... I guess we'll see how that goes. I mean, um, you know, you can probably. Oh, you know what you guys can do? If you haven't seen Clue, like Rob said, pause it, go to Amazon, and you can stream it live from there. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. And yes. um, the the only thing that does make me like excited. So I'm, you know, again, I'm not. If they do confirm it as a remake, then I'm going to be fucking mad because you're not going to be able to trump Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, etc. You you will not talk. There's no that. way. There is no possible well, way, inconceivable, that that would. Two happen. of them. Two of the casts are dead um, from the original cast. Yes, I'm thinking like again. I don't want to decease anybody before their time. No, Madeline Kahn and then um, Mrs. I, White. They're all they're both they're both dead. Uh, Eileen Brennan, who is Mrs. Peacock, Madeline. Mrs. Kahn. Peacock, Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, that's Madeline right. Kahn was. Yeah. Mad- yeah. yeah. Sorry, brain. I just I've only been home from work for half an hour. It's not my fault. It's fine. It's fine. I understand. All yeah. right. <sighs> so let's move on, shall we? Let's get into the news for this week and the things yeah. we we're really going to talk about, which. Okay, this first one is a tech story, and I think it's kind of neat, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, sci-fi dystopia episode of Black Mirror in the making, I think. Maybe I'm being just a mm-hmm. little dramatic. But have you heard about in Seattle, ooh, while you're there in March, you could go shopping at Amazon Go, which is... I, I read that today, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it finally opened today. They've been testing it for like a year, so I'm sure a lot of you have heard about this, okay? This is the store where there's no bags, there's no cashier. Uh, there's no, like, wait, you take shit off the shelf and you walk out of the store with it like you stole it. And through magic and science, they know exactly what it is that you took. Um, so today, the day we're taping the show was the day that it opened. And of course, it was like a fucking Disneyland ride to get in there. But I guess it was moving pretty quick. And I thought when I first heard about this, it was going to be like a full-on grocery store. But I guess that's not actually what this is. They're saying it's more like a 7-Eleven where they have a lot of pre-made foods. I don't know if you ever mm. went to... Did you ever go to, like, Fresh and Easy before mm-hmm. they went under? It sounds a lot like Fresh and Easy, but maybe, like, a little smaller. Wasn't that your nickname in prison? <laughs> anyway. Love you. So, it's a lot of pre-made foods. I guess it's it's like a 7-Eleven, but I would actually eat the food uh, that's being made there in front of you. It's like a Whole Foods Express kind I of guess. type of thing. I guess. They're saying there's drinks, sandwiches, reheatable things, breakfast objects, and more. So I'm not exactly sure why you would just be like, oh, I'm going to go shopping at the Amazon Go. 
unless you're on a lunch break. This does sound like it might be a really like healthy lunch alternative as opposed to like Burger King, right? Yeah. Or, and remembering that this is all happening in Washington, you're high. <laughs> and it sounds like <laughs> true. Yeah. I, I actually kind of worry because again, you get to walk into the store, swipe it like you stole it, and walk out. And people that are high are going to be, like, shoving shit in their jacket and all this other stuff. Right? <laughs> and it's, Yeah, I, I read this I read this thing somewhere that it's, like, it reads – it can read – there's cameras in the ceiling or something that can read the codes that are on the packaging. So that way that's how it keeps accounted – keeps everything accounted for. Um, and I'm assuming it charges the account on your Amazon app? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, does it does. You, you have to have a little credit card attached or whatever, and they send you a receipt – they send you an itemized thing about everything you got. If you have to return something, you can be like swipe left to uh, return the item or something. So they have a whole system set up for, you know, all those if thens and and complicated customers. Yes, I'm sure. And I guess there I... are there are employees in the store because people are making the food and I'm sure you know even at the they have to restock somehow. Even at the self-checkout lane at Target, girl. Ain't yeah. nobody know how to work those machines. And they always have to have somebody there that's like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Let me come over and basically do it for you type of thing. So I'm yeah. sure this store has something similar. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, it, it it would make no sense. Like, oh, what are these things? Is it all going to be automatically restocked? Like, that's way too, like, 1984 dystopia yeah. shit. I can't. Mm-mm. So would you would you shop at Amazon Go if it opened in your neighborhood? Would you Would you try this? If I didn't have to wait, like it's the friggin' Saturday night at Disneyland to get on Space Mountain, I wouldn't wait more than probably 20 minutes to get in there. But I guess I would. I mean, like if I, I usually stop at the 7-Eleven on the corner by my house, like whenever I go anywhere. So like if I'm going, if I am going to Disneyland, I stop there and buy a bottle of water and like a road snack and then I hit the road. So like, yeah, if there was one on the corner and it's it's as convenient as a 7-Eleven, then yeah, I'd probably try it. But I don't know. That's it's getting a little too. That's a little too Jetsons for my for for my comfort level. There is only one reason that I go to Seven Eleven, and that's because Fatty wants a Slurpee. That's what I. That's all I wanted when I was super sick. Like when I was sick a couple weeks ago, I was like super considering paying fucking um, Postmates to bring me a goddamn Slurpee. I was like, I don't care that it's twelve dollars. I need it. <laughs> But I can't leave this house. I can't believe you were going to Postmates a fucking Slurpee. Dude, I, but I couldn't move. I was so sick. I like, my only... hips hurt. My my bones hurt. I couldn't even, like, I went to work and I wanted to kill myself. At first, like, at first I thought you said your balls hurt. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, those as well. I mean, we all know that, I've, that I'm pretty ballsy, but yeah. Um, but... I just I just wanted to die like it was it was horrible I was so sick and I was like I'm gonna just fucking postmates myself a goddamn slurpee oh stop being Make dramatic it four and I will put one in the freezer like it was bad it was really bad um but I'm better now and that's the most important thing I um, want to interview of, like wait I just want just real quick I want to interview somebody that does postmates someday on this show just to hear like the dumbest shit they've had to deliver to some fucking lazy person Oh, I know. And I'm like, you know, Postmates is, is made for people who are super stoned all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, and no judgments. I mean, yeah, you know, to be, to be fair. Life, it's legal. So. To, yeah, to be fair, I would rather somebody order something fucking stupid like a bag of Doritos and a Slurpee off Foodmates than, like, drive while they're intoxicated. So oh, definitely. I guess, 
please I utilize hate. Postmates. Yeah. And like, you know, please do that instead of like driving. Like, have you have you seen the signs on the freeway now that says like drive while high, get a DUI or something yes. like that? Yeah, they have them up here too. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Now that now that it's legal here in California, you know, we have to be like, hey, this is a substance as well. You can be impaired. Like, please don't do this. Yeah, I miss um, I miss the good old kidnapped kid alerts. Oh, back in the day, I miss the good old days of kidnapped child. Look out for Toyota Camry license plate, such and such. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway. Um. So, have you seen that meme that's going around right now? That's the, um, the the Google Arts and Culture app where it finds your face in a museum oh. that's in, in the world somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I I did that, and I'm a little mad at that thing because I I don't like who I got matched with. Like, you know, a lot of people that I know have been running it have been getting like, you know, like uh, some of my uh, gay friends have been getting these really like, you know, fancy, um, you know, like the Queen of France and things like this. I got a guy like fucking that looks like the villain in a silent movie in the 1920s that looks like he was about to tie a bitch to the railroad tracks. That's, oh, that sounds like fun. Very snidely whiplash. No, no, no. It was awful. Like I balder than I even am in real life, uh, which is saying something. Uh, the the a mustache that looked horrible. Like it wasn't even like a cool mustache. It was like one of those like you know, hey hey hey, I'm gonna get you a little mustache. Like I look like oh, fucking, you look like like Wario. Yeah, Walu- Waluigi. I looked like Waluigi. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I was not too happy with uh, the way that turned out, but uh, I posted it anyway because hey, attention, likes, yay. <laughs> I did one for my boss, who is a 71-year-old gay man, who I love to death, by the way. And he got some fabulous, like, Polish nobleman. He's looking, he's got, like, this, he's got a, he's got, like, a Waluigi mustache, too. And it's got, like, a pearl earring, and he's looking over his shoulder, giving some serious sass. It's real good. And then mine was, um, mine was giving some serious side eye. And I'm like, well, if that's not, if that's not me uh, to a T, I don't know what is. Like, I'm just, I'm the queen of side eye. Um, why did this mean? Why did this meme take off? Like, why is everybody doing this? Like, and I, I, I can't talk because I did it. You did it. We all did it. But I just, yeah. What is it? I don't. Is it something about? Oh, I'm being in touch with art right now, or I don't know. I think I just. Went, I guess. Well, it's, I think it's one of those. It's one of those curiosity things too. You know, yeah. it's like, well, why do we do whenever you know some kind of um. Like, like recently, like the Family Guy did like this thing for the 300th episode. It's like you can turn yourself into a Family Guy character. It's like, why do we do that? Like, that's <laughs> stupid too. You know what I mean? It's like, why do we? That's so dumb. Um, I think with like the, the Bitmojis and all that stuff. It's so stupid. I th- okay, first off, I love Bitmojis. Stay away from my Bitmojis. I love my Bitmo- my Bitmoji too. Mine's wearing a T-shirt that says Thug Life. <laughs> Mine is a little cat, but it's the back of the cat, so it's a little cat showing its asshole, and it looks like a shirt that I would actually wear. I mean, yeah, that's that's absolutely something that you would wear. I'm surprised you don't have that in your closet. And you know, you should be able to order the actual Bitmoji shirts IRL. Like, is that is that a business thing? They should get on it. But anyway, you and what was what was the thing that was before Bitmojis that we had all those comic book strips on Facebook? That oh, was, the bit strips. That's it, bit strips. Remember that shit? Where did that that came and went? <laughs> didn't yeah. It? Well, and it's it's one of the, this is one of those things too. It's like I, I always wonder how things like this go viral too. It's like how do how do things go viral? That's well, that's my question I, for you, Internet. I wanted to see, yeah, because get this show to go viral because we really like attention. So we would you know like to like to do viral stuff, but for good things. Like don't get us yeah. viral on the Tumblr police for some you know bad joke we told. Uh, we don't want to be we don't want to be the dress bitch going viral. Yes, yeah, exactly, not dress bitch. But anyway. 
Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I wanted to see if I had a twin, uh, maybe, that was hanging in a museum somewhere. Because, um, you know, I saw one that was like, wow, that does kind of look like my friend. And, yeah, okay, it, maybe I have a twin out there somewhere. And that's why I was, like, really fucking pissed off when I saw the result. I was like, that's my twin? Am I that? Well, if you, if you do it again, like, sometimes it you get different results if you do it again. Because I've done mine a couple times, and I get different results every so often. Um, but... The 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 thing about this this Google Arts and Culture thing, it's like, yeah, it's wonderful if your your culture hasn't been like exploited or you know um, uh, victimized over the years. Because I know I read on BuzzFeed that a lot of um, people of color have been doing this Google Arts and Culture thing, and it's pulling up some pretty stereotypical images yeah yeah i mean you know art dates back a long way to when really bad shit was going on in this country so i guess it's a I mean, really bad shit yeah. is still going on in this country that is very but true. um you know it's just it's very it's very problematic but you know it's like okay we, everybody wants to be included in all the fun but okay google like let's try to find something a little bit better a little bit more contemporary that's not going to be as, as problematic as, as, as some of these are. Do you think this is going to get people to go, oh, I should go visit a museum with these paintings? Because, like, you know, that's what I was like, what else is in this app besides selfie mode? And I guess there is you can look at high definition reproductions of artwork or there's VR tours within this thing. And I guess you can also, I guess, search museums or something. You can look at like different artworks that's in different museums. Kind of. Oh, neat, that's I really guess. cool. I mean, yeah. I, I did tell my best friend this weekend, I was, let's go to the Getty. But then I ended up like sleeping all day and we didn't go yeah. but like you know i just I, I drive past the getty every day for work and i've never been and i would love to do that i mean i think that's really good that it's that it's inspiring people to like oh let's go look at an art museum um do you have a favorite art museum uh i like the museum of modern art when i went to new york city like it was one of those things like i had to do while i was there so i went to moma while i was there i really liked the met while i was in new york I, I wish I'd been there when they were doing like one of like the crazy like live performances like uh you know the artist is is present and you know, it's crazy things like that that you know some of the live stuff that they do but um no I didn't get to see any of that cool stuff sadly I got to um I really liked when I was at the Met I really got to I got to see um two different uh like fashion exhibits mm -hmm. and that's what I really like about the Met it's like it's a bunch of different um different different types of art so you have they have like interior design and they have sculpture and they have like furniture and then jewelry and things like that so i got to see um when i went with uh when i went with matt with any who listened to any other vogue network um shows when i went with grandpa um he uh he and i we, we saw it was like a evening gown exhibit so i got to see a gown that was worn by gypsy rose lee which was really cool hmm. um and then i when i went with my mom i got to see an exhibit called death becomes her that was like mourning shrouds and like funeral clothes throughout history so you know me anybody who's like i'm super into like that weird creepy dark shit so you know i was all about the death one uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really cool. Like I suggest that if any of you got really into that Google arts and culture app, go out and, um, go find go yourself go some culture, go, go get some culture, go get some culture. Don't just take, don't just take selfies and like, Oh, look, this is what this app says. Go out and do a museum yourself and try to find a better one. Try to find a better one. That's less offensive or less stereotypical. Find one that you like.
So go out. That's my that's my message for this this little segment is go out. Go get some goddamn culture. Go get some fucking culture. There you go. Yeah. Well, we were talking about a lot of uh, messiness in uh, this country, and I, I'm sure you heard about what happened last week. And I feel I feel really, really horrible for my friends that are in this state that were affected by a little alert that popped on their phones. And I'm talking about Hawaii, where an emergency oh, alert God. was issued that said, ballistic missile threat is inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And I can't even imagine how like fucking hysterical I would have gotten if I saw a message like this. And right? obviously I have friends that like lived through this. Like this wasn't a fucking movie. This was, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like a neighborhood in a, it was a fucking state. <laughs> it was a, it was an entire state got this message. And so of course, in this past week, there's been a lot of questions as to how did this happen? Was it hackers? Was it, you know, was it the Russians hacking into phones? No, no, somebody just, Somebody done fucked up, and that's how this happened. And now some articles are trying to look at, was this bad design? Uh, you know, in, in the apology for this, you know, it was the, the guy took responsibility and said, I accept responsibility for this. This is my team. We made a mistake. And, and, and some of the questions that were asked was, okay, uh, did this guy push a button on the computer screen? And when getting asked the question, are you sure? Did he just click yes out of reflex? Because that's what we've been conditioned to do these days. Yeah, you that's know, true. It's like when you're signing up for a website for the first time. Who fucking reads that entire text? You know if you don't hit accept, you're not going to get in. So there's very few people out there that probably actually read all of that text. Yeah. You just click um, accept. And then one thing I, you know, I, I just... Thank God that our stupid president was golfing. Because I can't imagine the nuclear war we'd be in right now if he was not if he was in the oval office where he should have been well hopefully he would have known it was not a real thing because this was coming out of you know why but the, the, the thing that blows my fucking mind is how did it say this is not a drill when clearly right? it was a drill that's, yeah that's the part that blows my mind and then it took him what like 40 minutes to correct it and it's caused victoria it's caused like some serious shit in some families because it's like you know when grandpa got this message he went to the favorite son's house to seek shelter yeah like this is like messing with people's lives and i think you know you know one could go on a whole tangent about you know how we are reliant on technology and all this stuff but you know at the end of the day this seems like it was the type of mistake that was it was avoidable and perhaps avoidable just in design of the system that was designed to push this out. Well, at least hopefully now we can get a a, a redesign and, you know, figure out a better way to do this because clearly there's a problem here. If this is as easy as it is to get an entire alert out, you know what I mean? Like it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So apparently now there's two-person authentication for real alerts, so I guess that's a thing they're doing moving forward, which I guess is all fine and dandy, but uh, you know, are they going to believe the next alert? Yeah, right? Like, what if what if there is an actual missile coming in there? Oh, no, they're just fucking with us again. They just fucked up again. Exactly. Now, like, gonna be that now what? Okay, I'm going to go to the – I'm going to go to the – I'm going to duck and cover under my desk every time you tell me there's a missile coming? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just – I mean the the threat of, of of nuclear you know attack is is it hasn't been this bad since the 60s. 
I wouldn't like, know. I wasn't alive, contrary to popular opinion. <laughs> no, I know well, what you from mean. what I've read. <laughs> I know what but you mean. Speaking of people who were alive in the 60s, mm. um, so have you heard about the um, about the Ted Bundy biopic that's going to be coming out? No, I didn't know they were doing one. Oh, my God. So they just released um, promotional video or promotional pictures, like the very first pictures of the person who is playing Ted Bundy. And it is. Zach Efron, and I don't know how I feel about Zach Efron playing Ted Bundy, but I know I'm going to be there to go watch this goddamn movie because I love me some serial killers. What? Okay, what is it about? Because I there's there's so many questions I have to ask you right now on behalf of the listeners. What what? Why are you obsessed with serial killers? I mean, would that isn't that a bad it's, thing? Like, aren't serial I mean, killers? I mean, it's not, it's not bad that I'm people? saying they're good people. They're not. They're terrible, horrible human beings. But it's just, it's so fascinating, especially with someone like Ted Bundy, who worked in he worked in Seattle. He worked in the suicide prevention hotline and he ended up murdering, I think, about 30 women. Um, and he's he it's just it's it's just fascinating to figure out how these people and their minds work. Like, I'm one of those people who I have a list of my favorite serial killers that I can name off the top of my head. Like. Uh, what is it? Richard Ramirez, Dar- David Parker Ray, um, Ted Bundy, H. H. Holmes, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Eileen Warnos. I'm kind Those of are my top seven. I'm kind of speechless right now. Are you? Do you, are do you write letters to people in prison? No, I just watch a lot of murder documentaries. Is there a whole channel dedicated to that or something? It probably is. Uh, get- there's a there's a a website. I think it's called like crimedocumentaries.com, and you can watch a bunch of different. Um, a bunch of different documentaries about uh, various crimes. So they have like they have murderers and they have um, they have things like like uh, uh, like mobs and 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 sex trafficking and things like that. But God, yeah, I'm... okay, that's that's all interesting and well and good. But I want I want to read about some some some, some murderers. I'm so tame compared to you. The last documentary I watched was about Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Did you see I Tanya? Not yet. I need to. Oh my so God, bad. it's so good. Ugh. You know I never get out to movies, girl. Nobody here wants to go see them with me. <laughs> I wish I know, but like you know, the the whole like this this year is going to be like or the last couple of years have been like these these big years of of biopics that are coming out. So like that um that movie about um what's her name the Winchester lady oh from is the she Winchester Mystery House she getting a movie that's coming out this year and um mm-hmm. Helen Mirren's playing playing her oh shit oh Helen Mirren's yeah. kind of flawless yeah but I mean it's it's. It seems like it's going to be more of like a horror movie than a biopic. They're just kind of like using that sort of like her paranoia and like the the never ending house and stuff like that. They're just using that as kind of like a stepping stone. But I don't know. I'm probably still going to go see it. Well, but, uh, you got um, you got the American crime story thing too coming back, and this time it's about Versace. I know. I just that's that's the thing. Like I don't really care about what? that. Really? Like I don't really care about that one. Like, okay, yeah, the first one they did was was um OJ Simpson and then what is it? Um and it Law was, and Order did the Menendez brothers. It was so good, by the way. The American- Oh yes, I watched I watched the OJ Simpson one because so I care good. about that one. So but good. like the Versace one, eh. Like, I don't really I don't really give a shit. Um I really want them to do a Black Dahlia season. No, the, um, the next one they're gonna do is Hurricane Katrina. That was supposed to be this one, and then they changed it. Yeah, they. And I'm not. Around. I'm not super into that either. I'm like, ugh, I don't even want to watch that. I'm not gonna watch that one. Um, 
But um, but no, I mean you have like you know you, and that you know another another uh, biopic movie that's coming out this year is um the uh the Freddie Mercury one, the Bohemian Rhapsody is oh, coming that out this year. Finally, fucking coming out, but it's not Sasha Baron Cohen anymore, right? They had to. No, had... no, no. It's um, it's oh god, what's his name? Ravi something. I don't know his his name. Um, but I've seen pictures of him like performing because I guess they have pictures of him like like doing Live Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess that that movie is like building up to Queen's performance in Live Aid. Um, and it's uncanny hmm. how much this guy looks like him. Um, but and there's a picture of like the the drummer from Queen like staring at him like looking at him longingly. It's really good. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well as long as um. Uh, as long as as that guy approves, I'm sure it's going to be good. Hold on, I'm looking up what his name, what the guy's name is. Oh, Rami Malek, that's who it is. Is playing Freddie Mercury. What else was he in? Um, hold on, let what me if... let me Google that for you, Rob. Well, I'm trying to bench. do a show. I don't have time to Google. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, he was in Mr. Robot. Um, nothing else that ever. Old Boy. If you saw that movie, no. I so he's so he's more of an unknown. Up and comer. Yeah, I mean he's All done right. he's done a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of TV work, but it's like it's not anything like super big. He was in that horrible bottled battleship movie. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean like he hasn't done a lot. I mean he's done he's done a lot of stuff, but he hasn't done like anything that I recognize really aside from Mr. Robot. Okay, so um, so what what since you have this uh, apparently unhealthy obsession with serial killer documentaries, what biopic should they be doing? I mean honestly. I'd like to see a Richard Ramirez one, hmm. but I mean, he's just, he's my favorite. He's my favorite, favorite serial killer. So, um, but no, I really, I'm really excited about this Ted Bundy one because, um, uh, like Ted Bundy was, was very charismatic. He had a lot of like groupies and stuff that would come to the courtroom and like wait and like watch him and like try to get a glimpse of him. Like, Oh, he couldn't have done all those horrible things. He's so handsome. Yeah. He was handsome, but he was a fucking monster. Um, same thing with, with Richard Ramirez. Like he had groupies that would come and like be in the, in the, in the, um, the, the courtroom while he was getting sentenced for murdering what 40 people, whatever, however many it was. People are crazy. Um, People are nuts. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not as bad to like be one of those girls who would go and like fangirl out over a murderer. Uh But you know, it's like, I, I do have. I do have an unhealthy obsession and just, a, it's more of a fascination. Yeah. Um, you find it interesting, but you, you said that at the top, they're terrible people. They're horrible. They're horrible, horrible monsters. Um, but it's just, it's a, it's a morbid curiosity and like a, a fascination with, you know, what takes a person to that point. And one of the podcasts that I listened to actually mentioned something that like there are um contributing factors that like almost all serial like murderers have. So it's like it's a it's a history of like there's some sort of head and in- head injury, excuse me, um as a child, head injury as a child, bad childhood and then they were bedwetters. Huh. Like that like mostly most serial killers share those three aspects. It's fascinating. So there's like a whole science just like uh, uh, dedicated to this. And it's like, had, now, I, had I have a more science-based mind, I probably would have gone down this route. See, now you're going to freak somebody out who's like, my kid just t- ticked all those boxes that you just named. <laughs> your kid checked out, man. You never know. You don't want to raise the next Jeffrey Dahmer. The biopic. If, he's at, the if, bi- if, if, Jeff, if your kid starts asking you how to preserve chicken bones and bleach, you have a Jeffrey Dahmer on your hand. 
the biopic I want to see, and this has nothing to do with serial killers, but I am waiting for the Oscar epic about Michael Jackson. I'm waiting for it because you know it's uh, coming in our lifetime at some point. Yeah, I'm sure, but uh, there's uh, a lot. That's gonna have to be yeah. a mini series. That's gonna that's gonna have to be like Twilight, like four movies. There's a lot. What? There's a lot of ground to cover. Um, yeah, that, I mean that'd be a, that'd be a good one. Um, I don't know. I was I was really excited to see the the I Tanya movie, and then like, um, I've been waiting for Bohemian Rhapsody for a long time because I really do love. Uh, I really do love Queen, but mm-hmm. like I always find it funny when they try to make movies and change the way that people are portrayed. So like Greatest Showman, it's basically glossing over the fact that P.T. Barnum was a horrible, horrible piece of shit of a human being. Like he was a racist. He was a sexist. It's just, he was just a, not a good person, but like, you know, you have this movie that's like, yay, look, he made the circus and everyone's included. Yeah, no, he wasn't like that in real life guys. (laughs) Well, that will be a note to end the news on this week. Uh, Let's, I promise it won't be so dark next week. It's just, I've, been reading about all this stuff all weekend well at least we got the serial killer topic out on episode two so it can only go uphill from here so this is the part of the show where we would usually do tweets and comments and our new twitter is of course shaking crying and you can also leave comments on this program over at the voice geeks network vognetwork.com that's also accessible at shakingandcrying.com and you can leave comments uh, on the various episodes and we'll read some on a future show but like i said at the top of the show the first episode it hasn't been very many days since the first episode so we haven't we haven't really heard a lot yet Plus, this show isn't in the iTunes and the Google Play and that stuff yet. And we're working on that for this week. So hopefully there'll be a little more uh, interaction for future weeks. So so I guess, uh, Victoria, we have to comb the catacombs of the Internet and find find a shit post to uh, shit cast about. So one of my favorite um, Ask Reddit threads that came out, I think within the last year or so, um, the title of it was uh, Dr. Seuss Now Writes Erotica. What are some of the titles that he has come up with? Okay. Did you come up with anything? Yes. What oh, is it? oh, the places you'll hoe. Okay, I like it. Mine's um, one ball, two balls, red balls, blue balls. What's what? What's red balls though? When you fuck somebody when they're on their period. <laughs> oh God, I've never heard that one. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just I just made that up right now. I don't know. Ah. That. What is wrong with you? Well, you see, you're not straight, so you don't have you don't know like the struggle that there is when that that's a thing that happens sometimes. I'm trying to think of a way to pornonize uh, green eggs and ham somehow because I'm sure that's one that had to come up in the thread at some point. Mm, yeah, I think it did. I don't remember what it is, what it was. I don't know, but that's that was my that's my favorite um that's my favorite ask Reddit thread that came out like fairly recently and I, I thought my answer was pretty clever it was it was pretty clever that was good I liked mine too. too though because you know as I as I travel around the world uh, I'm, I'm a hoe in yeah. this Dr. Seuss novel of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right I guess that's it that's it for the show yeah. this week yeah send uh, us- don't forget to follow our new Instagram yes. at shaking and crying mm-hmm. and follow us on Twitter at shaking crying I know they're different um, but I was not thinking when I made the Instagram account. You know what? Some things in life are just going to be a little different. 
You just have to deal with that. Yeah, you just have to deal with it. So, and of course, again, the comments over at uh, Vogue Network, shakingandcrying.com. Thanks to you guys for uh, checking out another episode. And we're going to do this all again in seven days. Right, Victoria? Huzzah. All right, guys. See you next Tuesday. See, everybody's still surprised by that. They they forgot by the uh-huh. time you by the uh-huh. time by the yeah, time you got I'm that sure. out, they totally forgot. 